Well, thanks for joining us for Q&A. This is your opportunity to send in questions that you have from the sermon this morning. So the number's up on the screen, and we invite you to do that. As we've said so many times, likely if there's a question in your mind, it's in someone else's as well. So we'd really encourage you to send it in. And again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I'm glad you're joining us this morning. Hope you guys feel really loved today. It's a special day. That's right. Happy Mother's Day <laughs> to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do, do you have a... Uh, a Favorite memory of your mom? That kind of puts you on the spot. <laughs> so many good memories. Um, oh. I do remember a, a big tradition for us when we were littles. We always bought mom an orchid corsage. And like or that Mother's went on, Day. on Mother's Day. And like that went on for years. And as a kid, I felt like it was my mission. Like we had to have the perfect orchid corsage like every huh. single year. And so nice. she'd wear it to church on Sunday mornings. And whether or not she liked it, I don't know. But <laughs> I loved giving it to her, so she wore it proudly every year. So Very cool. It was really sweet. That is sweet. So, lots of sweet memories. Mm, good. Yeah, I'm good. grateful for that. Well, hope you have a good day today. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. The kids are so sweet. Already woke me up with cards and stuff this morning. Oh. So really, I love handmade stuff. Yes, it's you'll so probably save them. Yes, I do. <laughs> I have a box for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, so we do have some questions that are already come in, and huh? we'll go ahead and get going. All right. Um, first one here on prayer. How can we have faith in God to do anything as a result of our prayer over broken things when those things just keep going on no matter how much we pray? Hmm. Yeah, that is, that, that is the challenge. Um, but I would, I would hope that what this study reveals is it would have seemed absolutely impossible um, for Jerusalem to recover. And especially to a guy who's a thousand miles away, and it's not like he's independently wealthy or he's even independent. <laughs> yeah, he is, he has it good in the sense that he has a job and he's not despairing himself, but he's, you know, he's a government official a long way away. And so, because we know the end of the story of Nehemiah, that the walls are restored in Jerusalem, the gates are restored, we forget that the hopelessness, uh, wrong word, that the impossibility of the things we see today would have felt just impo as impossible mm -hmm. in Nehemiah's day. Right. And so... Uh, that's what I'm, I'm hoping, like this morning, we capture that we don't get lost in the reality of the story because we know the end of the story. If we remember that it was, he was in the middle of his story like we're in the middle of ours, I think that will help. Uh, mm -hmm. It occurred to me, given what's going on in the last week uh, regarding Roe v. Wade, how many uh, in... 49 years, how many people, how many times have believers prayed regarding the stain of abortion on our culture and thought, ah, that's impossible, that's never It'll going never to change. be, yeah, right. it's never going to change. And after 49 years, you just kind of go, well, it is what it is. I find it interesting that only in the past three or four years, eh, it might be longer than that, five to seven, maybe it's just my exposure. But in the last five to seven years, I found more and more people uh, not just praying for folks who had abortion and that people wouldn't have abortion, that people were saying, were making their prayer requests, Lord, 
bring an end to it in America. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time hearing like, wow, that's a pretty bold prayer. I mean, I don't, uh, it's hard to imagine that being overturned. Mm -hmm. But not a prophet, um, but so who knows what the coming days will hold. Uh, But I think that's a reminder just because it seems like it always has been is not the reality that it always will be. God does the impossible. When the Israelites were at the Red Sea, it seemed impossible. When they were on the other side of the Jordan River, it seemed impossible. And Jesus said to the disciples, feed the crowd of 5,000 men, so probably 15,000 people. That seemed impossible. God is in the work of doing the impossible. And I think for us, it's not to get so caught up into what is is going to be, and there's nothing to do about it, but to keep on asking. How many people prayed for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years even for Roe v. Wade and then went, it's just never going to change, and here we are. Mm -hmm. So uh, keep on asking God to make his name great and to display his glory by doing the impossible. It is a great reminder when you're reading through stories in Scripture, you get the beginning, the middle, and the end, so you get the full picture. We don't right. have that. We're still right. in that story. Which is why it's, it was for them by faith. It is mm-hmm. us as well by faith. Absolutely. Um, an additional question here on prayer. Um, if I'm confident about asking for physical healing with pure motive, should I ask in prayer continually even when I've grown weary to the point I no longer believe he will answer? Mm. Or is this type of prayer insincere or sinful? So, and then additional question, how do I deal with prayer fatigue is a term added. Um, Well, let's bring me back to prayer fatigue in case I I forget. Got it. Um, So is it, I think the heart of the question is, is it insincere Mm -hmm. to ask for healing if I have stopped believing? Mm -hmm. Would you understand that to be the question? Yeah, because they say to the point I no longer believe he will answer. So is that insincere or sinful? Mm -hmm. Um, to be honest, yeah, I think that's, if we're in the habit, if we're going, well, I'm asking because I'm supposed to ask, um, but I don't really believe he will, then we're just performing a religious practice. Mm. And is that insincere? Yeah, that's insincere. Um, but don't therefore go, well, then I should just stop. No, ask the Lord. What did the man in Scripture say? Lord, help my unbelief. That's what I would, that would be a sincere prayer. Yes. Wouldn't it be? Absolutely. If I'm struggling to ask believing, then that's what I tell the Lord. Lord, I'm struggling to ask believing, help my unbelief. And then do some practical things that will help your unbelief. Get yourself into the Scriptures Maybe Google all the miracles of the Bible and just get yourself, your mind filled with the truth that God does do the supernatural. God does heal the sick. God did raise the dead. God does the supernatural. If he did then, he still does now. I retell the stories of God's healing in our midst, Mm -hmm. in our church, because sometimes 
they're not more important than the Bible. They're just the reminders that what God did that's recorded in the scriptures, God still does today. And I think I believed he did it then. For me, the work was I needed to believe he still does it today. Mm-hmm. And that may be, you may go, he did it then. You, meaning the person sending this question, you may think he did it then and he still does it today. He just doesn't do it for me. Here's my encouragement. He hasn't done it for you yet. That doesn't mean he won't. He may not. I'm not promising he will. But I am saying the scripture said, James 2, we have not before because we ask not. Mm -hmm. So let's not get to a place we don't have because we didn't ask. And let's not get to the place, well, we ask because we're supposed to, but we don't really believe. Let's ask, and let's ask believing, not double-minded. That's that's why it took us through the order. Let's ask, let's ask with Lord. You know, all I can say is purify my motive to the best that I know of. This is not about selfish. If it is, expose that, you know. Um, And then I do believe, I do believe that you can do the impossible. And help me when I don't believe. And then to prayer fatigue, meaning I think prayer fatigue for me, and I am certainly prone to prayer fatigue as well. For me, prayer fatigue doesn't, uh, isn't so much where I don't think he will anymore. I get to that place where um, just doesn't seem like he's going. And um, I don't know that. But it reminds me my prayers are often emotion, uh, can be emotion driven. When Mm -hmm. I feel it, I pray it. If I don't feel it and don't pray it, I don't persist in prayer. So, I think, and this is beyond, well, maybe not. There was prayer fatigue for me in a situation praying for a family member. Um, my dad's passed away, so I, I think I can share this. Just praying for my dad. And, um, and I got tired of praying. Tired, yeah, genuinely tired of praying for him regularly. And then he said some things to me to indicate um, where he was in his journey that kind of, it was like, okay, what's the point of praying? The gift of the Lord in this was um, our family had prayed for my dad. And so I got prayer fatigue, but my son didn't. And he kept praying even when I stopped praying. And it was his, um, his perseverance in prayer that got me through my prayer fatigue until I was kind of back on board. So I think we can do that mm. for one another. That might Absolutely. be something that you would go, man, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and it just seemed like God wasn't gonna change it, so I stopped mm. praying. But then somebody else prayed for me 
something that I wasn't really prepared to keep praying for, and that helped mm-hmm. my heart. I know a, a, a gal who who uh, said, you know, I'd ask the Lord for healing, ask the Lord for healing, and and then I stopped prayer fatigue. And then she said, I realized people were praying for me things that I had was no longer prepared to pray for myself, mm-hmm. and it and it re-energized her prayer fatigue, and in the Sovereign purposes of God uh, in that re-energize asking and not just asking as a religious practice, but asking, believing. Uh, she asked the Lord to heal, heal her one Sunday morning during prayer time, and uh, the Lord did. And 15 years of seemingly, not four months, but 15 mm. years of seemingly the Lord doing nothing one day, and his sovereign purpose, he said a yes after 15 years of saying no. Um, so I hope that encourages you. Keep believing and don't let your, and allow other people to pray for you. Uh, they may have energy when you have fatigue. So that's been my experience. That was her mm-hmm. experience. Hopefully that will be your experience as well. Another great encouragement for community, community yes. within the body of yes. believers. Yeah, to, because to it was her family you. group. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I interrupted. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, but, but it really is powerful because then you're not alone in that situation. And then it is brothers and sisters in Christ who can carry right. you when right. you're and, and sometimes our most personal things, we tend to pray about ourselves and we're not mm-hmm. really uh, wanting to invite. Like I didn't, outside of my family, there wasn't a lot of, uh, hey, we pray for this, pray for this, but mm-hmm. within my family. And so, you know, praying together as a family really proved beneficial in, in our situation. Absolutely. That's a great encouragement. Hope um, so. Question on fasting. Uh, when you're fasting and a family or friend offers you food or drink, how do you refuse uh, food without fibbing, uh, without explaining to them that uh, you're fasting? Um, well, so this day by a, day, this is easy to step around, but it's harder at celebrations or birthdays. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I want to give you a high five, uh, whoever asked that question. Yeah, Seriously, okay. because I, you know, there's so many things that I didn't get to say about fasting. And one of the things that I think it's important, it doesn't say don't do it, don't let anybody else know. Right. It says don't do it in order for other people to notice. Right. So I attention. think we think, oh, if somebody else knows I'm fasting, rats, no, I, I blew anything. it. You yeah. know, now, it, now it doesn't count. And I'm, I'm over-exaggerating there. For, if somebody uh, offers you food and you're fasting and just say, right, that's very kind, I'm actually abstaining right now. There you go. Simple. Yeah. And, and you... You can do that in a way that um, is selfishly driven, uh, applause driven, or you can go, that's just information. So mm-hmm. I've had that. I've had a guy say to me, uh, uh, thanks, but actually I'm fasting right now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. So I don't think he told me so that I would go, hey, man, you must be like spiritual giant. He told me. <laughs> So he wouldn't appear rude. <laughs> right. And did you follow up with a question like, oh, what are you fasting for? Uh, actually, I said, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. And he told me his process of fasting. I don't think I asked him what he was fasting for. I mm-hmm. asked him what his process was. And it was kind of a unique because some people fast 
you know, a meal a day or a day a week. In this situation, it was fasting for a few days each month. Okay. So longer、um, span of fasting versus. You know, I span. I fast for a few days and then I'm done. It was a、mm. few ma- days、uh, each month. So,、uh, I, no, I don't think it's wrong or to lose your reward to let other people know I'm not being rude. I'm fasting.、Yeah. And I encourage you to go back and read the text in Matthew six, and、mm-hmm. the Lord gives you that freedom. Just don't do it for that reason. Right. Yeah. It's not about the me attention.、Yes. Look what、no. I do. Um, well, thank you for these questions. These、Excellent. are fantastic questions、yeah. this morning. Really appreciate your time. And again, happy Mother's Day and hope you guys have a great afternoon.